Hello, welcome to Mod Midwives, a Metro Midwifery podcast. I'm Gina Gerboth. And I'm Nedra Hale, and we are homebirth midwives serving the Denver metro area. Well, this is a special podcast because I forgot about the podcast this week. <laughs> Why did you forget about it? It was because you were busy midwifing. Yes, yes. And um, I know we talked about doing Group B Strep next, but we thought actually we should do International Day of the Midwife for yep. this podcast. So I guess I was midwifing um, during International Day of the Midwife. So. Exactly. Yes. So I think it's, it's totally appropriate. Well, you know, I like to beat myself up about things. So it, it's, it's true. It is my hobby. (laughs) So anyway, so today is actually May 6th and May 5th is International Day of the Midwife. I'm going to push hard tonight and try to get this up um, so that it does publish tonight. But um, sorry. Sorry, everybody. I know you were all waiting with bated breath and and sad and crying yourselves to sleep. About the group B strap. Like, where is the group B strap? I was going to say because we didn't show up on Apple Podcasts yesterday, but... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you'll just have to pick up the pieces of your broken life and move on. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah. So International Day of the Midwife. It's I find it interesting that this often, um, well, it always, it's May 5th. It always coincides with Cinco de Mayo. Yes. I, I don't and, know why that happened or how that happened, but. And it was Taco Tuesday also this yes. year. <laughs> Did you see that thing? I saw a thing about how all the holidays were on good days this year. Like 2020 was going to be such a great year because, because like Valentine's Day was on a weekend and talk and Cinco de Mayo was on Taco Tuesday and like oh, all the no. days, like 4th of July is going to be a good year. Christmas is going to be a good day. I mean, like all the days worked out great this year. Oh my gosh. I'm going to consult my calendar. It's you ironic. Know, I'm not a holiday person. So I just like, like Valentine's Day was barely a blip on my radar. Let's yeah. See here. I think I'm less of a holiday person than you are. <laughs> so we're pretty, if that's possible. Pretty pathetic in, yeah. So yeah. it was like on a Friday. So that was nice for all the people who celebrate Valentine's Day. Right. Right. And, and something about like fourth, of, or I think even St. Patrick's Day was on a good day. All the days were good days. Oh my gosh. We oh yeah, Fourth of July is on a Saturday. Yeah, we're supposed to go to like a big camping event over Fourth of July weekend, and that's probably not happening. <laughs> huh. Yes. Well, it, it's possible. Camping is one of the things that might be real reasonable yeah. to do. I think I've just adopted an attitude of like not being attached to anything this year. So. Yeah. But it would be nice. It would be nice to do any level of social activity at some point during this year. <laughs> I know. Well, and we have some trips scheduled. We and do. like, how is that going to work out? Don't We're know. supposed to go to Yellowstone, which that I'm, I'm holding out hope for that because the national parks are supposed to open. But we've got Disney in the fall and we've got Oregon in the fall and well, Disney in the winter, Oregon in the fall. Is it going to happen? I don't know. Probably not, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Well, so what did you do for International Day of the Midwife? 
It worked. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. Well, you made tacos for Cinco de Mayo. I made tacos. Yeah. So I, I put in my grocery delivery order for Cinco de Mayo food. I actually ordered beef and I did not get my beef because they did not there's have no any. shortage of some sort. Yeah. So I got, so I had to get extra meatless beef. And so we had meatless beef tacos, which as you know, Two of the members of my household are vegetarians, including myself. So, so I was going to do both. And we had meatless meat tacos and no margaritas, zero, because I did not have any margarita stuff in my house and didn't know what to do about that. The I don't like margaritas. I, I don't like margaritas. Like I they're, love margaritas. They're so sweet. I, I've been to a couple really fancy restaurants that do everything from scratch, and those are okay. Yeah, the lime margaritas are the are the best ones. The without yeah. all the the mixer stuff. Yeah, I don't like the mixer at all. Uh, yeah, I do like tequila. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I don't like margaritas. Even just tequila would have been good, but you know, it's just such a hassle. I either have to break my vow of isolation and go to the liquor store or I have to get it delivered and it's it's just like a pain everything's a pain so yeah we just everything is so much more work right now yes <laughs> uh well I didn't let's see yesterday was my first teaching day of the semester so well I had a birth um actually on the fourth in the evening mm-hmm. um very late like 11 so I didn't get home from that till about three almost on on the International Day of the Midwife. So I tried to get some sleep and then I had to teach um, a couple classes yesterday. It was the first day, it was the first, uh, I teach on Tuesdays and the semester opened, you know, the day before yesterday. And um, I don't have a lot of classes on the first week of class, but anyway, so I taught midwives and then I ran around after my son all day long who had a very, very busy day. Yes, he did. So, yeah. So that's what I did on International Day of Midwife. <laughs> I did do some midwifing. So I guess that's good. Yes. Mid- midwifery I midwifed, education. I midwifed in the sense of prenatal visits, but no, yes. yeah. no birthday stuff. And emails and stuff like that. A lot of our contact is not always in person anyway. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's so much. People just don't even know the amount no. of paperwork involved in midwifery. <laughs> it's a lot of paperwork yes. for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, what does, so I thought we could, oh, and I think the other thing I was going to mention is that 2020 was declared the year of the nurse and midwife. So these yep. are two distinct professions. There are nurse midwives in the United States. In most of the world, nursing is one profession and midwifery is another profession. Um, so the World Health Organization declared uh, oh, oh, something is happening. Something's something. wrong with your. Uh, oh, is it yours or mine? I think you got stuck. Okay, I don't know if you can hear me, but you can log out and log back in, and I will go on the thing about the international, um, the year of the midwife, year of the nurse, and year of the midwife. So. Um, 2020 was declared, I think, actually, I said the World Health Organization, I actually think it was the United Nations as the year of the nurse and the year of the midwife. So it sort of feels like a bit like our year. And it's pretty ironic that midwifery has been so um, in the limelight this year, as um, the pandemic has made a lot of people consider their options for birth and um, that kind of thing. So 
oh, there goes Nedra. She'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> so yeah, so that is, um, you know, that's kind of a special, it's sort of a special recognition for um, the work of the profession this year. So I thought, I'll wait till Nedra gets back, um, but I thought that she and I would talk a little bit about, um, you know, kind of what midwifery does, uh, what it means for us, how, how it's impacted our, the course of our life and, um, and all of that. So I will, um, she's, I, she just sent a text that she's trying to get back in. Oh, maybe I will update everybody. Um, so yesterday that I was chasing my son around, he enlisted in the army yesterday. I think that um, he's restless and needed to get out. It's something he's thought about doing before. Um, but he had this day where, so that I don't know if anybody knows about the military, which I know very little about the military. They have to go to something called MEPS, which is military and enrollment processing service or something like that. And it's like a physical examination and um, a there's actually a written examination that they have to take. He had to do uh, because of the pandemic, he had to do an at-home test and then he had to do like a smaller test in the at MEPS yesterday. Um, they have to do um, all kinds of intake paperwork and make lots of decisions. And anyway, so he was doing that yesterday and somehow he ended up scheduling MEPS and, um, <laughs> Nedra's back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I had to, I had to sign in on my phone. So were, were you just continuing on without me? <laughs> I was just talking because I didn't want to have, we probably don't have time to start over. So, so I was actually saying why, why I was so busy yesterday. So Liam was at MEPS all day. He thought it was supposed to take from 4am until noon, but he actually didn't get done till 4.30 um, because there was just, I think because they can't put as many people in a room and all of those things. So then he had to take his national registry examination for the paramedic class and the, or the EMT class. The thing that is unfortunate is that he didn't sleep the night before because he had, he was a bundle of nerves. And so he yep. had this really busy day and then had to go take a certification examination. And we just found out he passed, which is super exciting. That's so great. I have to get my own scheduled because I took the class with him and um, boy, I do not want to take it, but I already paid for it. So I guess I'll do it because I'm cheap. So um, when I left, you were talking yes. about nurses and midwives, and yes. I thought that was interesting what you were saying, and then I got, I don't know what happened, something happened. You had a technical difficulty. <laughs> yes. um, what I was saying is that it is, oh, and I was saying, I think I said it was the World Health Organization that declared it the year of the nurse and the midwife, but I think it's mm. actually United Nations is the declaration. Oh, I think you might be right. Um, yes. Anyway, so... It's just that in most of the world, nursing is one profession and midwifery is another profession. Um, and in the United States, we have this thing where kind of the, uh, the integrated midwife model in the United States is through nursing. So it's a nurse midwifery degree. And so um, that's not really the intention behind the declaration, but I think that I've seen a lot of um, clarifications of that with the year of the nurse and the year of the midwife. Right. So it's the year of the nurse and midwife. Anyway, so it's kind of like our year. So I thought what we would do <laughs> before all of this started is to just talk about how midwifery has shaped our lives and influenced us as people um, 
and, you know, just kind of a little bit about just talking about the midwives in our lives. Hmm. Well, I mean, first of all, it's ironic that this is what's happening in 2020 and midwives are getting spotlighted right now. And of course the nurses, I mean, my goodness, um, they're working so hard and in so much peril and all of this through this pandemic. So it's just, um, I just can't, it just blows my mind that that this is the year of the nurse and midwife. <laughs> it is ironic. And I think, I mean, yes. really the nurses are the frontline workers here. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. I don't, I really do hesitate to call us frontline workers. Um, and we're all, we are certainly yeah. more at risk than the average person because we have right. to have contact with people that we know there's so many asymptomatic cases and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but we're not frontline workers nearly in the same way that. No. And we can, we can do, you know, pretty reliable screening of the people that we see. It's not 100% because, you know, of asymptomatic people, but it's, um, I mean, it's totally different. We have so much more control over what we're exposed to in, um, in comparison to a frontline worker that is just in it all day all day, every day. I mean, caring for people that have, caring for people that are yeah, sick. that are infected. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It is ironic. It's, it's really weird that that was our year mm-hmm. designation. Yeah. And then now we've got all this stuff going on. I agree. Yeah. So, so what's, you know, kind of how did the midwife, who's the first midwife in your life who influenced you? Um, Claudine is her name, and um, she was the first one I met as a very young mother, um, and she was the midwife of my next-door neighbors. I think I've told you the story, and um, I was just getting into Bradley and being a doula and that kind of stuff when I met her, and uh, so they invited me over for some of their postpartum visits, and um, and I thought she was really fun and wonderful. And also the whole thing was a little bit weird. Sorry. The newborn screening courier came. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> and um, so, but shortly after that, I ended up working with her as a student for a couple of years. And so. Um, and she was, she was wonderful, very kind, very giving. Um, she did a home visit model. And so that was where I first got into it and learned a lot from her. And now she has gone on to become, I think she's a family practice, uh, nurse practitioner, or she might be a women's health nurse practitioner. I'm not sure, but she moved out of doing home birth midwifery and now works as a nurse practitioner. So. so it's interesting that she invited mm-hmm. you to kind of sit in on some postpartum visits. Yeah. Like yeah. really well, interesting. Well, the, the neighbor did. Oh, the so. neighbor invited you and yes. you got to, yes. sorry, I misunderstood <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. That's really great. So that really yeah. was influential for you. Kind of a random, yes. you know, invitation. Yeah. It was just totally, yeah. Just, um, you know, just the circumstances. So, and what else? She had 12 children and that was my first exposure to like a super big family. And um, I just thought it was just so interesting how all of these different things work. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And now, of course, I've met like a whole bunch of super big families. Yes, that is, that <laughs> yes. is, um, I would say that we have a lot of those in our circle of influence, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so for me, I think it was, hmm, I think it, I, oh, when I decided to have my first home birth, I started interviewing midwives and I interviewed um, a midwife here uh, that's no longer practicing. She, um, she practiced uh, kind of in Parker actually. And um, her name was Elise and she was so sweet. Also had a big family, had a home office. So I got to go to her home office for the interview and I thought it was really great. I ended up for a while. So my, my home birth, how I came to have a home birth with my second baby is really complicated, but um, I didn't end up hiring a home birth midwife when I finally got pregnant. I actually wasn't pregnant at the time. I was just looking at options. So, um, so she was nice enough to talk to me and I did, um, I did, so I interviewed um, home birth midwives and nurse midwives in the hospital after I was pregnant. And then I ended up hiring a nurse midwife for the hospital and then changing back to a home birth midwife. (laughs) It was very, very convoluted. Um, And by the time I went back, uh, that particular midwife was on sabbatical. So I picked... um, I called the another long practicing midwife in the area, um, Jan, for anybody who knows. And um, as it turns out, Jan's turned out to be one of the most influential midwives in my life. Yeah. And um, in a lot of ways, not just as a midwife or as a as a mother, but also as a um, advocate and a you know community member. So. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Jan said, well, and, you know, of course I was late to care. She says, well, I'm actually really busy, but I do have a student. And so, um, you know, she could take you on and, um, and, she, and then Jan would still be there, which was really giving of her because she still had to be at the birth right. and all of that. So, um, so I had a primary student named Lisa, who was wonderful, um, really became a friend. And then I had Jan as sort of that mentor uh, in that yeah. mentor role. So I thought that was great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So who is your midwife with Hayden? Uh, Mary and Sue were my midwives and I was also working with them as a student. And so, um, they are lovely people. Sue was newer at that time and Mary had been practicing for 30 years or something, you know, so, um, just a really great combination of skills and, um, and then they were my midwives again for Finley. So um, just, I don't know. It just, just learned so much from them. And, you know, all the midwives are different in the, the different things they bring to the table, you know, for uh, the way that they display compassion or, you know, different skill sets and that kind of thing. And so I feel like all the midwives I worked with had um, all different aspects of, things to show me. So it was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really felt that way. I was like, I was, I allowed everybody to influence me in a different way. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of took a little bit from everybody maybe is a way to say that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I had moved with between my first home birth with Lisa and Jan um, to Pueblo. And so I had to find a new midwife and I um, ended up with Pam Krell, who's another really experienced longtime midwife. Um, and she was also really great, very like down to business and um, mm-hmm. 
She's great. Yeah, fun to chat with, and um, she's also retired now. So, and Jan has recently retired. Yeah. So everybody's, you know, cycling out at some point. But um, yeah, Pam was great. She was really fun, and um, you know, also had a lot of influence. And then she went on sabbatical (laughs) at the point where I was ready to start looking for a preceptor. So I didn't start looking for a preceptor until my son was about three and a half or so, my last baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wasn't available, um, but I would have loved to have worked with her. She did come back from sabbatical when I was almost done and um, helped me with some of the last births, but, uh, but I didn't start off with Pam as a teacher. So then, so Mary and Sue became your, you were already a student. So did you have other yeah. preceptors? Um, no, I just had, so Claudine and Mary and Sue, uh, but I, when I worked with Claudine, I went, I was in a school and so we worked with other midwives in that capacity, but like no other official preceptors. I was in that school when 9-11 happened and that was, that's one of my, one of my big memories of that day. I mean, obviously there's tons of those, but one of them was that, um, the school calling and saying that they were canceling classes because wow. of this thing, you know? Wow. So, uh, yeah, so that was crazy. Oh, I got all teary thinking about that. I know. <laughs> I think I'm really emotional today, FYI. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, wow. That is really like, you know, kind of imprints in, in your memory, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, my first preceptor was, of course, another midwife that had a lot of influence. Her name was Susie, and she was um, she lived about forty five minutes from me. But never have I had. I mean, when I think about how lucky I was to just walk into her life and have her just take me under her wing and start teaching yeah. me, I was so lucky. Um, yeah, I have not been that way with other students necessarily like people want to learn and I'm like yeah do this and this and this and this and this and then come talk to me yeah you know so she was just so so generous of spirit such a generous person I feel the same way it's I feel so lucky to have um just had the circumstances aligned so that I could work with such great people and then I also feel like wow, it's really hard to take on students sometimes. And, you know, you have to be in like the perfect place in your life. And, and, um, and she just didn't, she just didn't have to be there. She just made it work. She just did it. Oh, it was great. She she was great. And then um, I wanted to mention, so I did some of my training in Bali at Robin Lim's clinic and Robin of course is Mm -hmm. a phenomenal person and midwife and human being. Um, but I also want to mention that there were other midwives there who really influenced me. And, um, some of them were the Indonesian midwives who were awesome. And there was a huge language barrier, but we still just made it work and communicated and figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then there were two midwives there who were kind of traveling. One was just there as a, um, I don't want to say tourist, but she was just hanging out in Bali and kind of hanging out at the clinic and didn't have any like agenda, so to speak. She wasn't in any sort of official capacity. Uh, She's Canadian and her name's Sylvia. And she, I really attribute a lot of my clinical skills to Sylvia. 
And then another one was named Jacinta and Jacinta was from Australia and she was there as a, um, it's kind of like AmeriCorps except it's Australian. So she's an Australian person that goes to other areas and then does, I think she's like in South Sudan now. She travels all over the place, but um, they both really were very influential for me. And um, I think they informed a lot of my practice style, honestly. So like you said, you kind of take, you know, yeah, yeah. Th- things that you learn from them. And so I really want to give them a shout out too. Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm thinking about all of the different midwives I've worked with. Um, tons of them. So in Phoenix, there's some just outstanding midwives that I, you know, worked with as an assistant or, you know, something like that. And same in Denver, we've had the opportunity to work with lots of different um, practice styles and um, everybody brings different, different gifts. And so it's, it's just so great to see how other people work and what we can learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to talk about that today. Just kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say pay homage, but you know, like definitely give people some props. Um, Yeah. I had a number of other preceptors. I, I had quite a few. So uh, Jessica in Colorado Springs helped me through part of my training. Um, oh, she was one of my midwives with one of my yeah. <laughs> millions of children, children? Yeah. birthed from my body. Yes, <laughs> Millions of children. <laughs> um, she was really great. I learned a lot about managing a busy practice from Jessica. Mm-hmm. Jessica at the time, and maybe yeah. still is one of the busiest midwives I know. And so, I think so. I think that yeah. that was good to see that. Um, and then Lynette, um, I have to give Lynette a shout out because when I moved from Pueblo to Denver, I had had a really massive crisis of confidence. Um, I had had a difficult case and wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. And I mean, it was like a, it was an early midlife yeah. crisis. And, um, and Lynette came up with this model that she had started with another midwife of having a group practice. And so it was a great way to ease into practice again without feeling like I had to commit to a big, committing to big practices that takes a lot Mm -hmm. of, um, you have to know what you want. So, um, I, I give Lynette a lot of credit for helping me get my confidence back. Oh, good. Yeah. How Gina got her groove back. Um, yeah, so that was also a really important. I mean, community support in general is so important in this job. And I think we all have, you know, crises here and there. And, um, you know, if we have a hard period or anything like that, you know, it's, it's so essential to have other midwives to rely on and talk you through it and, you know, peer review everything. And, um, yeah, and I didn't support. have that Huge. in Pueblo. It was too, there just weren't enough midwives. Yeah, and, I think there's just one right now. Yeah, yeah, a very small community. Mm-hmm. And they and they mm-hmm. were great too. I mean, it was great to have the um, people that I had at the time. It's just that it wasn't, um, it, I don't know, it wasn't the, kind of the level of support that I think maybe I need. Maybe that's something that I need in my, um, just in my own practice. Um, yeah. And I, I have to give Sina a, a shout out to Sina became a good friend of mine when I moved to Denver, another of yeah. the long, long-standing midwives in town. And mm-hmm. she had a lot of influence uh, with me also. So, yeah, 
She's great. And that's an example of, you know, varying um, practice styles that mm -hmm. still really complement each other and you can still support each other and mm -hmm. not be the same on everything. Identical. So. We don't have to all be identical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like, boy, I just want, you know, one thing after the other, I can just say, this is, I got this from her and I got this from her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yes. now I'm in this position, this privileged position now to teach up and coming midwives. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I have, I don't actually know, <clears throat> not a hundred students in a semester, but probably 60 students in a semester or so. And, um, so, um, that's a big honor and responsibility too, yeah. to be able yeah. to, to try to have an influence for other people. Yeah. That's a lot. I didn't know you had so many students. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I've had some apprentices, you know, that were in my, yeah. working in my practice too, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Wow. I feel like it's a big, it's the circle of life. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Actually, that song's really hard for me to hit. <laughs> That's not my key. That's not my key. <laughs> um, well, I don't sing, so you will be spared. But Only in I the really, shower. the thing about the influence, I think I just want to bring it back to is that it's, it came down to my birth. It came down to having a different kind of birth experience and a different kind yeah. of support. And it completely changed my life. Yeah. I mean, it completely, I was going to be a lawyer, Nedra, a lawyer. I think I'd be a good lawyer, by the way. I think so too. <laughs> that was the plan. What, it, what kind of lawyer did you want to be? Well, that's funny that you should say, ask that question. I, um, you know, my first, uh-oh. Do you hear that? What? Is it you or me? I don't know. I don't hear anything. It's a weird audio thing. Well, we'll see. Oh, it went away. Good. Um, my first bachelor's degree was chemistry. I was really into science. And so, um, and then I kind of switched over to social sciences and I kind of thought I'd be an environmental lawyer for a while. Oh. So that was my first thought. And then I was really big into civil rights law for a while. And then I thought to myself, how am I going to make a living and pay for all of that student loans? And, you know, cause that's a lot of money invested and they don't make a lot of money. So, um, so I wasn't sure. And then I got pregnant and then, and then the rest is history. <laughs> right. Yes. So, I was into those things, but well, you could do it now. The, oh, there's this, there's, there's a gosh. wonderful midwife in Phoenix that went on to law school Hush. and now she does both. I know. No more I'm school trying for to you. shut you down. <laughs> Stop. The EMT class put me over the edge and it was nothing compared to law school. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So much school. No more. Never again. Hashtag. I did that backwards. Hashtag never again. <laughs> So any other, any other shout outs you want to do? Oh, I mean, we could just go down the list. I think um, Catherine is wonderful yes. and I love Cena, yes. um, Elizabeth yes. and Jen and yes. our whole peer, uh, peer review. Group. I know. I'll just go through the whole peer Geneva, review. Geneva is a great friend. Yes. Geneva is a great friend. Gina showed up at the 
yes the last second kata placenta for you <laughs> yes <laughs> but i mean that again that just points to this generosity yes. of spirit like sure yes. i can go show up at somebody's house i don't know and you yes. know and that happens to all of us. I mean, we keep yeah. our stuff in our car because we do get yeah. those calls that it's like, can you like rah, run over to somebody's <laughs> house? Uh, you know, they're going really fast. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what yes. happened. Um, and Julia, our assistant, yes. she's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so many great midwives. So. So a day late, we want to say we love you all. Thank you for being in our yes, lives. Thank you. Yeah. So next week we're going to tackle group B strep because um, we will, and we'll probably have it done on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm willing to guess <laughs> that I will be back on schedule. So, all right. Yes. Um, don't forget to follow us on um, on all social media at Metro Midwifery or www.modmidwives.com. It's really hard to say three W's in a row. W, W, W. Yes, w. it is hard to say. <laughs> w, W, W. It makes more sense to do that. Yes. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.